All right. Anybody have a question you'd like to ask this morning? Anybody have a question, a Bible question? Anybody have anything you want to ask this morning? No questions this morning? Yeah, Miss Leah. Maybe I should rephrase it. Any questions not in the first five books of the Bible? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, Deuteronomy. Okay. Sure, yeah. Um, what does the word lust mean, though? Yeah, it just simply means to desire, right? So if you think about what he's saying here, uh, and again, this is in, in chapter 12, he's talking about, you know, um, basically the, the, the blessing of the land and what God is doing here. Um, uh, again, we can't read, obviously, the whole thing. Um, but he says uh, in verse number 13, Take heed to thyself that thou offer not the burnt offerings in every place that thou seest, but in the place which the Lord shall choose. In uh, one of the tribes uh, there shalt thou offer the burnt offerings, and there thou shalt do all that I command thee. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after. Right? So that he's, he is, he's putting certain requirements on things. Like they're not just allowed to offer sacrifices anywhere. Right? There's a specific place that God says you're supposed to offer sacrifices. Right? Um, and there are specific things that God says you are supposed to eat and you're not supposed to eat, right? I mean, he goes through and very clearly there are, there is, uh, there's meats that God said are unclean and there are meats that God says they are clean, okay? So when he says here, notwithstanding thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, is he saying just whatever you want? No. It's not just saying whatever you want, right? Again, here's the thing, and this is, this is so much like in our society today. Would we say, and, and don't just get snarky with me, okay, this morning. Would we say that we live in a free country? Yes. So that means you can do anything you want? Well, I thought you were free. You see, we are free as long as we stay within the bounds of the law, right? We have freedom. Okay. You're free to drive a vehicle, but you're not free to drive it as fast as you want to drive it. You have to stay within the speed limit. Okay, So we are free, but yet there are still laws that govern our freedom. So just because there are laws, we wouldn't say, well, there are laws, that means we're not free. No, we're still free. Okay, 
we are free as long as we stay within the laws that govern us. Okay? In the same way, God says we are free in Christ, right? We have been, we've been made free from the law, right? So we have freedom, but that doesn't just mean we get to do anything we want to do. There is freedom as long as you stay within the bounds of what God has said. Okay. And in the same way, hey, they were free to go anywhere they wanted to throughout the land. They were free to eat. Right. And this is what he says. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after. So he says, you're free to eat whatever you want as long as it stays within the bounds of what God has said. Right. So if you, you know, if you want to eat goat, you're free to eat goat. If you want to eat sheep, you're free to eat sheep. If you want to eat a cow, you're free to eat a cow. As long as it stays within the boundary of what God has said. And again, there, there is the blessing of the land, but with the blessing, there are conditions. Okay. That's why he says you're, you, you can offer sacrifice, but not just anywhere you want. You're free to offer a sacrifice, but not just anywhere. There's a certain place you're supposed to offer a sacrifice, right? You're free to eat whatever you want as long as it stays within the bounds of what God has stipulated, right? So again, he says, notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. So he says, you're free to eat as long as it stays within what God has said. As long as it stays within that, you're free to eat whatever you want, whatever your soul desires, whatever you feel like eating. Right. And sometimes we can, we can look at the word, what thy soul lusteth after and we think, Oh, that, you know, lusting that's, that's sinfulness. No, the word lust simply means the desires Our desires, what we want. Now, can it be sinful? Sure. It can, it can be sinful, but just because, you know, if you're driving down the road one day and you say, man, I really feel like a cheeseburger. Is that sinful? No, it's not sinful. Right. You're just saying, I, I feel like eating a cheeseburger, right? Or, you know, hey, I feel like a steak today. Or, hey, I feel like a salad today, whatever. It's, you're just saying, this is what my body is desiring. This is what I'm craving right now. It's not sinful. Now, obviously, we can, you can take it a step further, and you can talk about how gluttony and all that is sinful. But just saying, hey, I, you know, I want a cheeseburger. It's not sinful, okay? So he's saying here, as long as we're staying, again, this is what he says, you're free that notwithstanding thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. Now here he goes. The unclean and the clean may ye eat thereof, as of a roebuck and as of the heart. Only ye shall not eat the blood. Ye shall pour it upon the earth as water. So he begins to even explain the things, right? So he says there are certain things that God says, and as long as you stay within that, you're good, right? If you go over, what was the other one? Verse four, uh, Chapter 14, I think. Thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever that... Well, let's go back up. Um, because what, was, what is he talking about here? Okay. Um, uh, um, okay, so back up in verse 22. Thou shalt truly tithe of all the increase of thy seed that the field bringeth forth year by year. Thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there, the tithe of thy corn, of thy wine, of thine oil, of the firstlings, of the herd, of the flocks, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. And if the way be too long for thee. So what's he talking about here? Ah, so he's saying, okay, what, what were they supposed to do? They were supposed to bring the tithe to the temple. Where was the temple? 
Jerusalem, right? But you have somebody that, that lives way up in the north or way in the south or in the east or in the west. They don't really live near. And so it's, it's not convenient for them to travel with a donkey or to travel with a cow or to travel with a sheep or something like that, right? It's not convenient for them to do that. So what do you say? Um, if the way be too long for thee so that thou art not able to carry it, or if the place be too far from thee, which the Lord thy God shall choose to set his name there, when the Lord thy God has blessed thee, then shalt thou turn it into money. So he says, if, man, you know, God really blessed, you know, and you've got, you know, 500 pounds of corn, right, that you've got to take to the temple. That's a lot to take, right? So instead of trying to take 500 pounds of corn to the temple, he said, go ahead and sell it. It's a whole lot easier to carry a little bit of money than 500 pounds of corn, right? So he says, go ahead and sell it and then take the money, right? That's what he's saying. Uh, Then thou shalt turn it into money and bind up the money in thine hand, and thou shalt go into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose, and thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth uh, after, for ox or for sheep or for wine or for strong drink or for whatsoever thy soul desireth. Thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice thou and thine household. So again, the the same principle. God says you're supposed to take the tithe to the storehouse, to the temple, right? But sometimes the way can be too long. So he says, instead of, you know, having to carry that 500 pounds or instead of trying to herd 20 goats, you know, a hundred miles, go ahead and sell it, sell it wherever you're at and then take the money. And then when you get to Jerusalem, buy whatever it is that you want to buy for the offering and for the sacrifice. If you, buy, or if you sold 500 pounds of corn, he's saying you don't have to buy 500 pounds of corn when you get to Jerusalem. You don't have to buy that same 500 pounds of corn. If you had 20 goats and the 20 goats cost you $500, right? When you get to Jerusalem, you don't have to find 20 goats to buy. Maybe with that $500, you buy two cows, right? You're still buying, you're still using the same amount of money, but it's, it may not be the exact same thing. Does that make sense? So he's saying when you're traveling that far, you may want to sell, you know, instead of having to carry it all, just sell it, take the money. When you get to Jerusalem, then buy whatever you want to buy. Right. Again, it doesn't have to be the same 20 goats. It doesn't have to be the same 500 pounds of corn. It doesn't have to be the same, whatever it is, just buy whatever you want and then use that. Does that make sense? So when he says what thy soul lusteth after, again, we've got to look at the context because he's not saying lusting in this scenario is is wrong. The word lust simply means desire, right? What is your desire? Um, You know, look, I've been around goats and things like that, and they're not the easiest to herd. And so if, hey, if I can sell 20 goats and then I can get to Jerusalem and I can only, um, you know, with that same money, buy a cow, I think I'm going to buy a cow. It's going to be a little bit easier to, to take care of, right? So it's, it's not that he's saying that the, this lusting is necessarily sinful. It's not that it's bad or sinful. He's just explaining this is what, this is what you need to do. Does that make sense? It's a good question, though. It's a very good question. Anybody else have any questions about that or confusion or maybe I didn't explain it well or anything? You all understood that? That's amazing. That's great. Good. Yeah. Isn't that the wall that's laid out there related to what Jesus was reacting to with the money changers? 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. So that, that, yeah, that's really good. So when you come to the New Testament, what does Jesus do in the temple, right? He overthrows the money changers, right? Not because they were, it wasn't because in the changing of money they were doing wrong. That, that's what, I mean, they were told to do that. But why did he overthrow the money changers in the temple? They were cheating people is what they were doing, right? And that's why he says, you have made my father's house a den of thieves, okay? It, they were supposed to. They, they were allowed to do that. If you had the 20 goats, sell the 20 goats, bring the money, and then you can buy the cow or whatever. But what the problem was is they, they were jacking up the prices on everything because they knew this is what people were doing. Hey, we know that they're having to travel from far. This is what God told them. They, God's allowed them to do this, so let's make some big bucks off of this. So if a goat was... You say, why do you keep talking about goats? Well, there's a lot of goats in Israel, right? Um, you know, and so if a goat, if they sold the goat for 50 bucks, then when they got to Jerusalem, they're like, okay, I got this 50 bucks to buy something or whatever. And they're like, oh, for 50 bucks, all you can buy is a turtle dove. All you can buy is a little, little bird for 50 bucks. You say, is that really, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just giving you an example. Okay. Uh, but I'm just saying that's, that's what they were doing. They were jacking the prices up on everything else and stealing. They were, they were gouging price gouging. Right. And that's what Jesus was so upset about that. He would, they had turned what was supposed to be a place of prayer and a place of worship into a place to, to make money and profit. And that's what Jesus had, that's why he overturned the money changers tables. They were allowed to do what they were doing. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But they had turned it into a business and they were making money and cheating people off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, Rob. Um, I would assume that means strong drink. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that, I mean, that's what he says. Thou shalt bestow the money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, for oxen or for sheep, for wine, for strong drink, for whatsoever thy soul desireth, and thou shalt eat thereof before the Lord thy God. Thou shalt rejoice thy in thine household. And then, of course, they would use that to, um, to offer a sacrifice. They would be able to eat some of it. And then some of it, they would be bring it as a as a sacrifice to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt. For today, today, um, the, the Jews still will not do that today um, because they still follow the law of Moses. Um, but again, when you, when you go back through scripture, um, again, first of all, you have to go back to who was the law given to the law was given to Jews. Um, Gentiles are not Jews. The law was not given to them. Um, and so as Christians today, are we under the law of things not to eat things to eat? No, we're not under that. Not only yeah, not only were Gentiles never under that law anyway, but even when you come to um, the law of, of grace now, we're under grace instead of the, the law of Moses. Um, that's why even if you remember the passage in Acts chapter 10, when, um, when Peter is before Cornelius, or not before Cornelius, but 
before he goes to see Cornelius and he has that vision and God lowers down the sheet and there are animals that are clean and unclean in there. And Peter says, oh no, Lord, I can't eat that which is, which is unclean, right? And what does God say? He says, hey, what I have said to eat, don't call unclean, right? And so, you know, a Jew now today, biblically, now that most Jews don't follow the Bible as far as the New Testament is concerned, but a Jew today is not under the law. They can, they can choose to eat that. They can, they can eat pork if they want to, right? In fact, when you follow Peter's, uh, Peter's situation, what happens when Peter goes to Antioch, he finds that he's at liberty to do this, right? And he's doing it. Peter is, right? He's eating with the Gentiles, and he's eating what the Gentiles eat. But then what happens? Some Jews from Jerusalem come up to Antioch, and what happens? He's like, oh, no, I can't eat that now. Yeah. What was he doing? He was having a double standard, right? He's saying, if there's no Jews here, then I can do it. But if the Jews are here, then I'm not going to do it, right? Wait a minute. If it was wrong, it was wrong. But it wasn't wrong. What was Peter concerned about? His appearance. Peter was concerned about people thinking bad of him as a Jew. And so that's why when they came, and, and he, caused, he caused quite a division there, right? In fact, Paul says, I had to rebuke Peter because of this division that he caused in the church. Um, and so, um, you know, and that's why even today, you know, as, as Christians, um, you know, we are, we are free. I don't know if that's the word you want to say. I don't know that we were, we were never not free. <laughs> um, we are able to eat whatever, um, even when you go and look in things that the Jews were not allowed to, that was never given to the Gentiles. Um, so Gentiles have always been permitted, allowed to eat those things. And so even today as Christians, you know, there are some people who say, well, Christians shouldn't eat those things because the law of Moses. Well, one, we're not Jews. The law wasn't given to the church, right? Um, and so, you know, today even, even Paul says, hey, um, you know, you're free to eat what you'd like, only just don't use your freedom as a stumbling block for a brother. I mean, Romans 14 is pretty clear about that. Um, if you choose to eat, fine. But if somebody else doesn't, don't snub your nose at them and say, well, hey, what's wrong with you? You know, um, No, they, we, we, have, we have that freedom. Any, and any individual can choose what they want to eat, what they don't want to eat. Um, you know, Somebody can say, well, hey, I, I don't want to drink pop. Somebody else would be like, I live on pop. You know, I can't, I can't go a day without pop. You know, what's, how can you not drink pop? Well, that's just what they choose. You know, now is, does that mean one is better than the other because one person drinks pop and one doesn't drink pop? No, one's not better than the other. It's just what they've chosen, right? If some people says, well, Hey, I choose not to eat pork, but you know, this person says, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to eat pork. Is one better than the other? No, not at all. Right. Um, because both of them have the right to choose that. Here's where the problem gets, though, right? Is the problem comes is when I start looking at people and saying, hey, you're not doing it the way I think it should be done, and so therefore you must not be as spiritual as me. Well, who died and made you God? Just because you choose not to do something doesn't mean that every other person has to choose not to do that. Or just because you choose to do something doesn't mean that every person has to do that, right? 
And so that's where we have to be very careful. And that's why if you go to Romans chapter 14, he's, he's very clear with this. He's very clear with this in Romans chapter 14. He says, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. That's what he's saying. You know, there, there are some people that say, hey, you know, um, I'm not going to celebrate Christmas. You know, I don't believe Jesus was born on December 25th, so I'm not going to celebrate Christmas on December 25th. Fine. Not a problem. But then should that person turn around and say, well, you who do celebrate December on the 25th, you, got, you guys are just wicked and you're just... No. This is what he's saying. One person can say one day is special. Another person says, I see every day the same. Who's right? They both are. They're both right. Right? This is where we have to be able to show grace to one another. Okay? Because, look, everybody here this morning is different. And you know what I say to that? Praise God. (laughs) Praise God everybody is different. Right? Everybody has an individual personality. Thank God for that. Okay? I don't expect everybody in here to be me because God didn't make you me. And you shouldn't expect everybody in here to be you because God didn't make them you. God made one you. You know who needs to be you? You. That's it. You need to be you. Right? Let everybody else be the way God made them to be. Okay? And that's where he says we have to show grace to this. Right? Um, he says, he that regardeth the day regardeth unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he regardeth not, or he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. What's he saying? They're both doing the same thing. They're both thanking God. They're both praising God. Just one says, hey, I'm going to eat it, and one says, no, I'm not going to eat it. No big deal. It's not a problem. Now, again, we're not talking about sin, we're not saying, well, hey, if somebody chooses to sin, then, you know, that's okay. If somebody chooses, no, we're not talking about sin. That's not what he's talking about at all, okay? We're talking about individuality, personality. We're, we're all different, okay? Um, you know, uh, I remember one time somebody came up. They said, Pastor, I've never seen you wear a green tie. Oh, sorry. I didn't know I was supposed to wear a green tie. I have a green tie. I wear it on occasion, maybe, but, you know. What? I, maybe that person's favorite color is green. I don't know. So does that mean now I have to wear a green tie every time I wear a tie? No, of course not. I'll wear whatever color tie I want to wear. <laughs> right? Again, we've, there, there's individuality, there's personality here, okay? Again, is it a sin to wear a green tie or not to wear a green tie? No. Not at all. Okay? And that's where, again, we have to be willing to show grace to one another. That's why he says every man must be fully persuaded in his own mind. Okay? And here's the thing. If somebody is persuaded in their mind that, hey, this is the way it ought to be done, great. Praise God for that. And if somebody else looks at it a little bit differently, that's okay too. Praise God for that. 
But we have to be willing to say, hey, just because somebody doesn't see it the exact same way that I see it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm right. It just means we both are individuals and we have different personality. Okay? And that's where we have to be careful not to start looking down on people and thinking that somehow they're less than us because they don't dot their T and cross, dot their T, dot their I. <laughs> better get it right, dot their I and cross their T the exact same way that we do, right? And so there's, there's got to be grace shown here. Um, and unfortunately, in, in, a lot of, in a lot of churches and a lot, among a lot of Christians, we don't show that grace. If you don't do it the way I do it, then you must be wrong. Well, not necessarily. Look, Corey? Yeah, because he was part he was part Jew, um, and and some of the things that you know were required of Jews. I mean, that's why Paul says to the Jew, I became a Jew; to the Gentile, I became a Gentile. Right? Don't don't misunderstand what Paul is saying when he says that. He's not saying I'm willing to sin. You know, some people have this idea because we're free. That means if we can get the gospel to somebody and we do it through sin, then it must be okay. No, that's not what he's saying. Right, when he says to the Jews, "I became a Jew," to the Gentiles, "I became a Gentile." Again, there we are free in Christ as long as we do not go beyond the bounds that God has set. Right, and so Paul is saying, "Look, I understand that the Jews think a certain way. I understand the Gentiles think a certain way. Okay, there are things that I can do as a pastor here in America that I would never do in Uganda." Because their culture is different. And there are things that I would do in Uganda that I would never do here. Right? Culture is different. Okay? Um, again, you know, um, if, if you were to go to Uganda, and those of you that went with us a few years back, you can attest to this. But when you just walk down the road and you see people walking down the road, it can be a little uncomfortable. It can be a little uncomfortable. Greg, do you remember why? Well, that's true. <laughs> you 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 kind of stick out like a sore thumb over there. That's true. But as you watch people walking down the road, it can be an uncomfortable. Do you do you remember why? Okay, it's been a few years, right? Because when you're walking down the road, if you're walking with a friend, if a guy and a guy are walking together, the guys hold hands. Now let me tell you something, folks. I am not holding a guy's hand walking down the road in America. <laughs> not going to do it. Okay? But now, in Uganda, if you see me walking down the road with some of the guys, you might see me holding their hand. Do you know why? Because of culture. That's the culture there. Here in America, that means something very different. Okay? Over there, doesn't mean anything at all. What that means is you ha- you're a very close friend to this person. 
a holy kiss. And there's been some debate about what that means. <laughs> right? And that's the thing. Culture is different, right? So if, I, if I'm going to try to be a, a, a witness for Christ in Uganda, and I just refuse to say, hey, I'm not, you know, in America, for me to do this is something horrible, so I'm not going to do it here. Well, how am I going to be received over there in Uganda? People aren't going to respect me as much because I'm not willing to follow that culture. Now, again, it's not sinfulness. We're not talking about doing anything sinful, okay? So in America, I'm an American. But in Uganda, I become a Ugandan. Why? Because I want to try to reach them with the gospel. And as long as there's nothing sinful involved, I'm going to do it. You say, is it comfortable? No. <laughs> it's not comfortable. Not comfortable at all. Okay. But this is what Paul is saying. To the Jews, I became a Jew. You think Paul, trying to reach some of his Jewish family and Jewish brothers and Jewish sisters and things like that, would be like, hey, come on over, we're having ribs. Pork ribs. No, he wouldn't do that. Why? Because he knew it would offend them, and he wouldn't be able to give the gospel to them. But if he's with the Gentiles, did Paul have a problem eating pork ribs? I don't know if they had barbecue pork ribs back then, but no. Because he knows it's, it's nothing sinful. Okay, And so that's where, again, even in this situation here where, where he's talking about in Romans chapter 14, He's not talking about sinful things, right? We're not talking about sinful things. We're talking about just different personalities, different cultures, right? Um, I mean, there, there's a if you ever if you ever have an opportunity to take a mission trip or you you go to the mission field, your eyes will be wide open to see how different the rest of the world is compared to America, right? And you can and you can go there and say, well, you know, I'm just not gonna you know I'm not gonna follow their culture. And you'll probably not be able to reach many people with the gospel. Because you're going to, well, I'm, gonna, I'm an American, I'm going to follow American culture. Well, you're not in America if you're over there. It's not going to work. We see it happen all the time. We see missionaries go, I'm an American, I'm going to do it in an American way. And it doesn't work. Right? Um, anybody else have a question about that or anything? And again, that's why he says you, you have to be fully persuaded in your own mind. Okay. Um, you know, you have to determine that, uh, you know, if you say, Hey, you know, I just think it's better not to eat pork. That's fine. Not a problem. Okay. Not, not going to look down on you. Right. But at the same time, if I say, Hey, I, I, I eat bacon or I eat pork or whatever. Are you going to be okay with me? Right. We've got to be okay with each other here, okay? If I say, hey, you know, I'm not going to drink pop. Somebody else says, hey, I'm going to drink pop. Are we going to be okay with each other? Somebody says, I'm not going to drink coffee. Well, there must be something wrong with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, no, somebody says, I'm not going to drink coffee. Well, I drink coffee. Is... Come on, right? Okay? Um, and so we, we've got to be able to show that grace to one another. And, and you've got to determine, look, again, if it's nothing sinful, right, if it doesn't have to do with sin, blatant sin, that's very clear in Scripture, okay, then I've got to be willing to say, hey, you know what? 
I'm going to show grace to that person. They're looking at it different than I'm looking at it, and that's okay. That's okay. They're not any less than I am. I'm not any more than they are. We just look at it differently. Isn't that great, though? We get so stuck on ourselves. We think that everything's got to be my way, the way that I think it ought to be done. God didn't make us all the same. Man, be thankful for that. Be grateful for that. Right? I mean, some of you like Dijon mustard. Amen. There you go. I knew I had a good brother in here somewhere. Yeah. You know, how many like Dijon mustard? Hey, there's some of you out there. That's good. All right. Yeah. Very good. All right. Anybody else have a quick question on that or anything? Nothing? All right. Very good. That was good this morning. Very good. And uh, again, if you have questions, make sure you let me know. And i uh, love to answer those in our Sunday school hour. Um, of course, I do have other questions as well. Whenever we don't have the questions, I've got a few that people have asked or sent me emails or text messages and things, and we'll get to those. But I um, always enjoy answering questions in our Sunday school hour. All right? Well, let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll be dismissed and get ready for our morning service. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day. And uh, Lord, we thank you, uh, Lord, that you have not made us all the same. Um, Lord, we thank you that you've given us individuality, personality. Um, Lord, we we should be thankful for that. And Lord, I pray that you would just help us, uh, Lord, in these areas. Obviously, Lord, we're we're not talking about sinful things. uh, But Lord, in just uh, personality and different preferences, uh, Lord, I pray you'd help us to show grace to one another. Um, Lord, we need that in in our churches. We need that among brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, Lord, help us in this area. Um, Lord, we want, we want to please you and honor you in all that we do. Um, but yet, at the same time, Lord, we know you've given us individuality. And so, Father, help us to, to show grace and love to one another. Um, Lord, we just thank you for each of us. Lord, thank you for every person here at this church. Um, Lord, if it wasn't for our individuality, if it wasn't for our different personalities, uh, Lord, this would be a miserable church. And so, Father, I thank you for each individual person here, those watching via online in a few in a few minutes for the services. Lord, those that are part of our church here, thank you, uh, Lord, how you made us individual, uh, giving us different preferences, different personalities, Lord, and, and using those as a whole, we make up the body of Christ. And so, Father, just thank you for that. Bless the service to follow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well.